Today we will begin to discuss the laws of Mora'av. Until now we have been discussing Kibud'av. In general, we understand the difference between Kavod and Mora'av to be that Kavod is positive, as we've discussed the past few weeks. Mora is negative. The Gemara in Kedushin says, Ezu Mora, what is the definition of Mora? And all the definitions there are actually negative. The Gemara says, for example, you cannot sit in his seat. The Gemara goes on to explain other concepts of Mora, but they all seem to be negative. Also, all seem to be in the negative. For example, the Gemara says, you do not stand in his place, you cannot contradict him, now, lo machrio seems to be not to be the deciding vote. Rashi says, if your father was arguing with another person, uh, a chacham and your father were discussing something, you should not take the other person's position and say he's right. And a more interesting perish perhaps would be that lo machrio means even to say that your father is right. If to say my father is right also is a lack of mora because your father doesn't need your support. To say that my father is right implies that my opinion is very important to support my father's opinion. That itself would be a, a lack of mora. That we recall the story of Rabbi Yochan and Rish Lakish that when Rish Lakish passed away they sent Talmidim to make Reb Yochanan feel better. He was very, very distraught over the loss of Reish Lakish's favorite Talmud, B'zchaver. So, the, they sent Talmidim to make him feel better, and whenever Reb Yochanan said a shir, so they wanted to show their love and support for Reb Yochanan, they kept bringing him a raya that he's right. So Reb Yochanan said, I don't need a raya that I'm right. The only thing Reish Lakish used to do would be to argue with me and explain why my position was not correct. And that, I can understand. A, a son should not go to his father and say, your opinion is correct. So, the machrio could be interpreted to say your father is right or to say your father is wrong. That doesn't mean you can't discuss an issue with your father. If your father, for example, says a halacha, you're allowed to say, but it seems in the Shulchan Aruch it says like this, or it says in the Rajbah like this, you can discuss the issue. But you shouldn't say that you're wrong or you're right. You can discuss the issue. But not to uh, confront your father either face to face and say, no, this is not true, or even to say, yes, this is true. The definition of Mara, therefore, seems to be one completely in the negative. Now, the Pasuk said, Ish imo vavivtirau, in plural form, and we learned that a woman is not chayav in kavod when she is married, if there is a conflict between her, the needs of her new family and the needs of her parents. As far as Mara goes, we've already discussed that it seems that the Limud, this actual uh, Pasuk, although it's talking about Mara, is only referring to Kavod. But in, in terms of Mara, a married woman would be Chayev and Mara as well, because since Mara is not necessarily positive to go and do something, but it's negative, do not insult, do not sit in their seat, that could apply to a married woman as well. The famous Gemara that is quoted in Rashi and Chumash 
says that in in the case of Mora, the mother is mentioned first. Ish And the Gemara explains the reason for that is because generally, in most cases, it, a child is in awe, or if you'd like to use the word fear, which I prefer not using, but you would say the yira that a person has would generally be for the father figure in the house, and not for the mother figure. And therefore, the Torah put, put mother first to show you that the din of mora for mother and father is the same. So, to sort of balance out the common feelings, it put the mother first. And the Gemara says the same thing by kavod. Why is father there before mother? And the Gemara says, because generally the feeling of kavod is a feeling of doing things for people, and generally people would put their mothers before their fathers in terms of doing things for them, and therefore the Torah put the father first in order again to balance it out. One thing seems strange, it's pointed out by Achronim, that needs no explanation why the father is first, because it's true, halachically, the father does come first. If there is no conflict between father and mother in the respect that I have to give them, my father on Tuesday asked me to do something, on Wednesday my mother asked me to do something, then it's exactly the same. The kavod and mora, kavod for a father and the kavod for a mother are exactly the same. But, if there is a conflict, if your father and mother both want things, and one cannot be done, and they do things cannot be done together, so then, the halacha says, the father does come first. So there not need be any explanation why it says, kabed esavicha vesimecha. Kabed esavicha, indeed, is first. Kabed esavicha does come before kibbut aim, when there is a clash. So the real explanation, the, the, the part that's necessary, is why Mora aim is before Mora Av. That is understood by Chazal as the mother is usually not as well feared or held in awe as the father, and therefore they're balanced out. It seems by Kavod it's just pointed out that the, re- the reason it's written is to tell me that it's balanced. But indeed... That pasuk does not offer any real difficulty. Kibud Av does come before Kibud Aim when there's a clash. But Ishimova Viftirau really means that they're both equal as far as the concept of Mora. Now, the interesting question is is that all Mora is about? Is that all Kavod is about? What would happen in a case where your parents want you to do something? But it's not necessarily ma'achilo mashkeyu. If your father or mother asks you for personal service, we said, oh, that's definitely part of kavod. But what happens when they ask you to do something, but it's not necessarily related to their personal needs? Would that be included in kavod? Or maybe it would be also included in mora. Not to contradict your father would mean to do what he wants you to do as not uh, and not contradict his wishes. If you remember, we quoted the Chazon Ish, who said that the Ratzon Torah is to obey your parents. The specific halacha of Kavod refers to Machila or Mashkayu, but there is a general halacha. Many people point to the Rajbah and Yavanis. The Rajbah, the, the Gemara there, discusses a famous halacha that if your father tells you to disregard a law of the Torah, you do not have to obey him. 
We learn if you should have awe from your parents. But you should keep Shabbos. And if your father would tell you or your mother would tell you to be Mechel Shabbos, of course you should not listen to them. The mitzvah of Kibbut now would not preclude, would not override the law of Shabbos. Now, if not for the Pasuk, I would have thought perhaps you should obey your father by doing Chil Shabbos. Now, what is the Chil Shabbos over there? The Chil Shabbos is he told you to go work with the animal. The Gemara calls it Lechamer Shabbos. That seems to be a laugh. Not an Isur of Mamash of Chil Shabbos. It's not one of the Malachos. But it is Asr on Shabbos. So the Gemara there says that it's not Doche. But the Gemara says uh, uh, the mitzvah of Kibbutav is not Doche Shabbos. So the Rajbah says there is no mitzvah in doing the work that your father asked you. It's only a heksha mitzvah. It's only pre- preparation. For example, if the father told me, do this in order to bring me something. So when you bring him something, that's the kavod. But the preparatory effort that must be made, that's only a heksha mitzvah. It seems, ein ikar kavod, ela b'mash The essence of kavod is if your father told you to do something from which he benefits. But if he tells you to do something he get not, does not get any benefit from all at all, that's not the cover that he was commanded. That's certainly not doch anything. So he also explains there's a case where if a father told his son, a Kohen, to defile himself, become Tame. So it says the Rajpa would have to explain. It doesn't mean he just told him, go become Tameh. Of course, he, there's no benefit to the father that he should become Tameh. For example, it's referring to a case where he says, go to a cemetery to bring me back some fruit or something. Or in a case where the father told the son not to return a lost item. That's one of the examples that the Gemara says, you don't listen to your father. The Rajpa says also, what does that mean? Don't, don't, Return a lost object. What does that have to do with Kiburav? So it seems that the Rajbah explains that it means don't return the lost object because I want you to go get me something to eat. But if not for that, you don't have to listen to your father at all. So it seems fairly clear from the Rajbah that you only have to listen to your father in something that which your father has direct hana from. And this is discussed and we shown him there in, in Yevamas Dathvav. So, could there be a concept of Mora to listen to your father in such a case? Perhaps Mora would mean not disobeying your father even in an area where he does not get benefit. In general, if your father would tell you to give you to give him a glass of water, 
So that would be a din of kavod, but there might be also an issue of mora involved. So maybe every case where there's kavod, there is an issue of mora. Not only should you bring him the water because he asked for the water, but otherwise it would be mora to disobey him. Then there could be a case where there's mora without kavod. If you just to, not to sit in your father's seat, that since it's a, a it's a passive action, it's not an active thing. I just didn't sit in my father's seat. Therefore, it could be that that would be mora without any kavod at all expressed. The question we've raised is: there kavod without mora? Is there such a concept? of kavod, and no mora at all is involved. If we would assume that everything your father asks for could also be subsumed under mora, not to contradict him, then it seems that every possible aspect of kavod would have mora in it as well. Unless we just assume that mora is only in the negative and kavod is only in the positive. The issue of Kavod, without specific items, is found is discussed in many svarim as well. And uh, for the interested uh, learn person who's learning, you can study this again in that sefer of Rav Yosef. There are many many pages about this particular particular issue. There are certain areas that kavod, that mora somehow does not apply to. For sure. The Shulchan Aruch quotes a halacha of the Maharik. In Simon Reish Mem, the Maharik says, Now this halacha is found the last Ramah of the laws of Kavod and Mora. The last halacha, the, the Ramah quotes this Maharik, that a son does not have to listen to his father in the issue of Shiduchim. And of course, the question is why? So some people have explained that it's such a delicate issue and the son might incur much, much strife if he marries a woman who he feels he should not marry, if he does not marry the woman that he feels he should marry, and he feels his parents stopped him from having a happy married life, so this could cause so much strife that it overrides the concept of kavod and mora. The question, would this apply to other areas as well? The Marik himself discusses other areas as well. Not just Shiduchim. It's quoted in the Shulchan Aruch only about Shiduchim. But there are other areas that are found as well. The, For example, the choice of a yeshiva. A son wants to learn in one yeshiva and the father wants to le- him to learn in a different yeshiva. Would you say that Kavod and Vora require him to choose his Yeshiva, or to choose where, what he learns based on his father. Or, for example, the area of a trade. A son or a daughter wants to enter one area, and the father is interested in entering another area. Would you also say 
that Kibbut Av requires him to listen to his father, or perhaps Mora Av would mean you can't do the opposite of your father. The these three halachas are quoted in the Ma'arik as saying that your father does not, a, a son does not have to live, listen to his father in these areas. Now, one could ask, is it because these specific things may be the most important decisions a child must make in his life? In general, if you would ask many people, what is the, what are the most important decisions a person makes in his life? It seems to me that they are his education, his business, and his marriage. These areas are so delicate and so close to a person's heart that it, perhaps the, they are so important they override any concepts of Kavod and Mora. But one could argue that this is th- these are three examples of issues that do not affect your parents. A, basically, who a, 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 someone marries is his decision. He is going to get on with his life. So, you know, the Hasidim say in a, I heard in a certain type of uh, humoristic analysis of Chumash that we say the, some of the stones that are found in the clothes of the Kohen Gadol are Leshem Shavova And some say that you can read the words a little bit differently. Leshem Shavova You marry the person for who he is. You don't worry about the relatives, the brother in this case. You don't worry about who it is. Although we do learn it is a good idea to check the relatives, but basically the bottom line is you're marrying the person whom you wish to marry, your spouse. And the family, misaviv, the surrounding relatives, are really, really only coincidental. So perhaps these issues are so central to your life that you can decide but maybe it's because any mitzvah, any issue that does not directly affect your parents, you don't have to listen to them. And here would be a very important question. A person, a father told his son, go for a walk. The case that we learned in the Rashba, he told him to do an Avera in that case. But any uh, anything that he told him to do that is not necessarily related to Kavod, would there be any area of Mora involved at all? Say. Question to ponder. The Ma'arik said clearly there are three areas, but we could interpret that Ma'arik to mean those three areas are symptoms of a greater ideal, or perhaps they're only those three areas as well. The the uh, Sefer that's quoted, for example, um, the Sefer, Me'ah Sha'arim, is, uh, an author of the Sefer was uh, in the generation of the Beis Yosef. So he says, clearly, A son does not have to do his father at all in any area except for those that he renders personal service. Now, it seems also that one per, one could suggest you don't have to listen to your parents in these areas at all. Because Kavod is not involved, and therefore it's also not included in Mora. My father told me not to marry this particular young lady, but there's no lack of Mora, there's no need for Kavod in a case where I choose to marry whoever I wish to marry. What would happen in a case where objectively this would bring shame upon my father. 
or in terms of business or in terms of marriage, in terms of learning, it certainly could be raised as an issue. For example, let's say there are two families uh, well known to be feuding over whatever issues. And the daughter of one wants to marry the son of another. And the father of both, on both sides is adamantly opposed to this wedding. Now you might say there's no kavod. That's what the Marik said. There's no kavod in such a, such a request. It's not for your, your, your parents' personal needs. And therefore no kavod is involved. But in this particular case, wouldn't there be an issue of Noah involved? Since it's objectively a shame for your father in such a case, you're almost snubbing him by saying, well, we'll marry the daughter of your biggest enemy. So, maybe in that case, you really would have to listen to your father. Or let's say there is, unfortunately, occasionally we do see that there is a tremendous battle between two great rabbis. They don't agree, and not only do they not agree, they're, they're, they're really terrible enemies. One says the other is not precarious, and the other one, who knows what happens. And one, the son of one, wants to marry the daughter of the other. And they feel they can't even go to the wedding in such a case. There is such animosity between the families, they can't go. Would that be a lack of mora? A de- demonstration of a lack of respect of, for my father for my, that would prohibit such a wedding? I know that this issue has been debated, but it doesn't seem to me that there is a clear Psak on this issue. Mora, as we said, is negative. Could a father be mochel on Mora? We know that a father can be mochel on Kavod. We've discussed this in the past. Mechila seems to be a very strong feeling of awe for your parents. How would that work that you could be mochel? The Gemara says, in Kedushin, a case where a, a, a child did not embarrass his father. The Gemara mentions there the famous case where a father sort of tested his son to see how meticulous he was in the mitzvah of Kiburav. So the Gemara says in Kedushin, Daflamid Beis, Ad Heichan Kiburav, if your father would take money and throw it away, and you don't embarrass him. At the end, the Gemara says, but maybe the son would be, maybe the father would cause his son to stumble. If the son did not pass the test, then the, fa- the son is, is going to transgress the laws of Kibbutz, and then the father is over Lifnaiva. The father caused his son to stumble. That would be an Easter of the Torah. So the Gemara says, the Machalele Yikre. The Gemara says, he's mochel. It seems from here that you can be mochel even on mora. Insulting your father, embarrassing your father, would not be a demonstration of, of the lack of kavod. In, indeed, it would be the lack of mora. If we say mora is expressed negative, do not, do not, do not, shaming your father is certainly a contradiction to moraav. Nevertheless, the Gemara says, the machalei the yikre, the father's mochel. Many achronim have discussed this issue as well, and they seem to somehow say that it's referring to kavod. I find it difficult to say it's referring to kavod. 
But the, I think the simple pshat of the Gemara means that you can mochel on Mora as well. However, many Achronim have said that is not true. You can't be mochel on Mora. To tell a child to make fun of his father, that would not be proper. Even if the father agrees, Mora might not be able to be waived. Some Achronim will have to then come to certain issues. Uh, the Gemara says, Lo You're not allowed to sit in your father's seat. Lo You're not to stand. You, there's a negative. You can't stand in his place. But we see this all the time. In uh, my house, for example, there's no particular seat or chair that nobody else can sit in. So it seems that I'm Mochel. I'm Mochel and say, anybody can sit in my chair. And does Mechila really help? Of course, the, this particular incident doesn't prove much. Because all you're saying in this case is that sitting in a seat is only usher if there is a seat that's designated as my father's seat. For those people that remember the concept of Archie's chair, there is a specific chair that was designated as if it belongs to one person, it became such a big issue, that's his chair. But in many houses, there is no such chair. When the father says to sit in my chair, it's not that he said, well, it's my chair and I'm mochel mora. Basically, what he said, it's a definition. This is not my chair. And therefore, it wouldn't be involved in mora or not. There's no such concept as as mekomo. So, mechila, the issue of waving mechila, seems to be, as I said, the simple meaning of the Gemara. Mochel yikre certainly should be implied as mochel the mora. Nevertheless, I said many achronim have paskin that you're not allowed to be mochel mora and there's only a mechila of kavod. There is an issue exactly of the differences between kavod and mora. I'd like to point out just one. Is there a law of kavod for a, a Russia? For a person who is not Shomer Torah mitzvahs, a person who is not observant. The Shulchan Aruch in Simon Reish Mem says that even a, a mamzer is required to show Kavod and Mora for his father. Now, the Mamzer, obviously, is a Mamzer as a result of a tremendous Avera that his father did. The Gemara says, the, the, based on the Gemara, the Shulchan Aruch ruled that you do have to give him Kavod and Mora, even though he's a Rasha. The Ramah said, V'yeshomrim, the Eino Chayav Lechabed Aviv Rasha Elan Kenas Tshuva. An opinion quoted by the Ramah is that you are not required to honor your father. We're talking again about Kavod. If he's a Rasha, unless he did Tshuva. If he did Tshuva, of course you should you should uh, respect him. But in in Simon Reish Memalef. In the next simon, it says, 
if your parents were Rishayim Gemurim, Ve'ovrei Avera, even if they were such Rishayim that the Bezdin had proclaimed that they are guilty of the death penalty, and they're going out to be killed, a son is not allowed to curse them, to hit them, and if he did, the Shulchan Aruch rules he would be potter. But if they did Shuva, then they'd be Chayev. So there does seem to be a distinction if your parents are Rishayim, so if your parents are, are, are really Rishayim, so the Shulchan Aruch said that you do not, you do have to bear them covered and Malra, but the Ramah said you're not Mechuyev and Kavod. Now, when the Ramah said you're not in Chayef and Kavod, does he mean you're not Chayef and Mora also? It could be there's a great distinction between Kavod and Mora. According to the Mechaber, there is no such distinction. You're not, you're required in Kavod and Mora, even if your father is a Rasha. But according to the Ramah, you're not Mechuyev in Kavod to your parents, unless they did Shuva, if they're Rishayim. But he did not say that you're allowed to insult them or do something that would contradict Mora. The question, of course, would also be, what is defined as a Russia? In, the, in Simon Reish Mem, the first halacha was referring to a mamzer. A mamzer is a person whose father did a, a terrible avera, or the mother did a terrible avera. But the Ramah doesn't say, he just says, you're not required to respect your father a Russia unless he did Shuva. So, what is a Russia? So, for example, um, the Pischei Shuva says it might only be if your father did a number of Averis, not if he did an Avera once. And that's why you could ask, you could answer certain questions, certain, there are certain indications in the Gemara that you do have to respect your father even though he did an Avera. So you could answer, it depends what type of an Avera he did, when he did the Avera, how many times he did the Avera. To call a person a Russia is not simple. But in all cases, we said, even if he's a Russia, you would not be allowed to hit him. You're not allowed to, to curse him. And it could be that Mora would be applicable to a Russia as well. Kavod, we just learned, may not be applicable to a Russia. Only the Mora may be applicable to him.